I'm Fred Winch of Havayotli Ranch in Laredo, Texas. We're listening to the latest news in Texas, our culture, Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We are once again ready to roll with another edition of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, corn planting is half done here in Texas. We have passed the 50% mark, but some farmers are having a tough time getting a crop in this spring. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. It's been a tough time for many Texas High Plains farmers as they try to plan for the season ahead. I'm James Hunt, and coming up on Texas Ag Today, we'll talk about some online resources designed to help farmers calculate their budgets. The Texas Senate Health and Human Services Committee hears the Truth in Labeling Bill. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and we'll have more from the state legislature in Austin on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. One half of the Texas corn crop is now planted, according to the latest Texas Crop Progress and Condition Report. Corn planting now sits at 52% done. That is ahead of schedule, with the five-year average pace at 45%. One part of the state that is not on schedule is northeast Texas. James Foster farms in Collin County, northeast of Dallas. He says the weekly rains there just won't let him get into the field. You know, normally we start planting sometime around the 1st of March, and we've been getting rain about once a week. So about the time it would start getting close to drying out again, then we get another rain. You know, this time of year, as much moisture is in the ground already, you get a tenth or two tenths of an inch of rain, and you're back too wet to do anything. You know, about the time it started getting dry enough to get in the field and spray or start planting or, you know, whatever we wanted to do, you know, we'd get a little bit of rain again, that set us back. And the rain is causing a lot of extra work. Well, this year we have gone back and ran the field cultivator on some of the fields to kind of clean them up and help dry it out a little bit where we could get through it. Normally we're able to just go right in and plant the fields just like they are. This year, like I've got some fields that were kind of getting in a mess, so I'm spraying ahead of the planter try to burn that stuff down you know normally our ground if we don't get too much rain right at planting time the ground still pretty clean and pretty good shape but with the amount of moisture we've had it's just been difficult to, to get it down foster says it will be a challenge to get all of his corn in before the april 15th insurance deadline 
The dairy industry in Texas continues to grow. The recent USDA cattle inventory report showed there are 65,000 more dairy cows in Texas than at this time last year. And for a brief period last year, Texas surpassed Idaho to become the third largest dairy production state. But that didn't hold for long. By the end of the year, we had dropped back into fourth place. But that may become permanent soon, according to Darren Turley with the Texas Association of Dairymen. Our farmers have just gotten so good at raising kids and just better health and resources. Uh, one thing about the drought is that we don't have much health issue. We don't feel the impacts of the change in weather and the high humidities and wet, muddy conditions, and so that helps a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, our Texas dairy industry is thriving. You know, we were six a few years ago. We're fifth largest two years ago, fourth largest last year. This year, we're on pace to break the uh, barrier to be the number third largest dairy state in the country. So we're about to surpass Idaho. So we're, it's an exciting time. There are currently about 650,000 head of milk cows here in Texas. Watching every expense will be vital to growing a successful crop this year. James Hunt looks at some resources farmers can use to calculate their budgets. As we've talked about previously, many Texas High Plains farmers are having difficulty in deciding what to plant this year. Much of that indecision is related to our continuing dry conditions, but there's also a lot of market swings to factor in. If you're a farmer who'd like some help on figuring out what works best for you from a profitability standpoint, there are online resources available from Texas A&M AgriLife. AgriLife Risk Management Specialist D.D. Jones says those resources include the annual budgets AgriLife puts together that estimate crop prices and production expenses for the season. Ahead, And AgriLife also offers another tool called the Crop Profitability Analyzer. Basically what that is is an interactive crop budget. We're going to have them preloaded with our budgets, but they can go in and adjust those values to reflect their own yields and their own expenses. And that analyzer will help them calculate their break-even prices and their break-even yields and even show what is their optimal crop mix for that land. You can find those resources on AgriLife's Amarillo website. That's amarillo.tamu.edu. Again, amarillo.tamu.edu. In the meantime, as this year progresses, Jones says farmers and ranchers need to be prepared for volatility. There's probably been more fluctuations in the prices over the last, really, year, but it's continued on uh, in 2023 that I've seen in a very, very long time. As D.D. Jones with Texas A&M AgriLife points out, a lot is happening right now to influence farmers' budgets from the war in Ukraine to the actions of the Federal Reserve to currency value fluctuations and many other things in between. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Truth in labeling legislation is making its way through the Texas legislature. Tom Nicoletti has an update from Austin. The Senate Health and Human Services Committee heard the truth in labeling legislation. And to uh, fill us in on what took place in that committee hearing, we go to Joy Davis. She is Texas Farm Bureau Associate Legislative Director in Austin. And Joy, basically let our uh, listeners know uh, what the legislation is calling for in this truth in labeling bill. It's a really simple bill. And all that it does is make those people that produce alternative protein sources actually say on the label what is included 
in their product. So instead of being able to call it chicken or beef, they're going to have to put the words analog, meatless, plant-based, cell culture, much as you see imitation crab advertised in grocery stores. This is of that same idea. People are going to know exactly what they're purchasing and not think that they're buying actual chicken from a plant-based or cell culture chicken product. Joy, explain what the committee heard regarding Senate Bill 664 by Senator Charles Perry of Lubbock. Well, Senator Perry laid it out really well that this is not about trying to stop competition or get the products off the shelf. So we represent the people that grow those products that are in the plant-based foods. But what we want is for consumers to be able to know what I'm buying is hamburger meat or if what they're buying is plant-based and doesn't contain any meat in there. So this is all about just being honest and transparent with the consumer. Now, this March 29th hearing, what was uh, the final result of that hearing? The Senate committee has left it pending, although we do expect it to be voted out soon. That is Joy Davis. She is Texas Farm Bureau Associate Legislative Director in Austin. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Now we go out to the Lubbock area to check in again with Eddie Griffiths. Eddie, give us an update on what the wheat looks like out there in your area. The winter wheat crop, we've talked about it on a few of the reports and you know lots of damage to some of this wheat crop just simply because of the wind and i, I was curious whether or not smoke would come out of it but you know there, i've looked at some dryland acres that surprisingly with little moisture is looking really good as we uh get into the, the heading stage and maybe looking at some of that wheat for harvest a good rain would definitely be beneficial to that crop producers that are irrigated they've got water running on that crop as we currently speak and trying to keep up with the water demand on that wheat whether it be dry land irrigated with with all the uh, detrimental wind on it surprisingly a lot of this started to look pretty good but uh it does need a drink of water to try to get it to that harvest point sometime in may or june and for the guys that are going to be haying it they'll probably start doing that here in the next month month and a half well, I know the time to roll the planters is coming up soon. What kind of spring planting preparations are going on around the Lubbock area? Yeah, producers diligently working, trying to get ready to uh, plant some of those grain crops. You'll start seeing that here. Oh, a couple of weeks, guys will get in there early and try to get some corn planted, probably some grain sorghum. You know, the earlier we can get it in there and try to avoid summer heat, the more beneficial it'll be, especially when it comes to those uh, grain crops. Seeing planters coming out of the barn and uh, some even sitting next to the field, probably looking uh, for the uh, last freeze or the last, the end of the cold weather to try to get out there and get some of this grain crop planted and germinated. Thanks, Eddie. That's Eddie Griffiths in Lubbock County. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission has approved changes to largemouth bass regulations for several lakes. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. And the market for CBD products for animals is booming. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. 
Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. The market for CBD products for animals is booming, but Dr. Bob Judd says none of these products have been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. An article was recently published in the Texas Veterinarian giving us an update on CBD products in animals. As far as history, cannabis was legal in the United States until 1937, but now the distinction is made between products with less than 0.3% THC being considered hemp and products greater than 0.3% THC being marijuana. THC is the component of the compound that exerts the psychotrophic effects. In the 2018 Farm Bill, cannabidiol or CBD was allowed to be cultivated and under Texas law, CBD with a THC content of less than 0.3% is permitted. Marijuana is still illegal in Texas, except medical marijuana and laws for humans do not apply to animal use. Individuals in Texas that want to sell hemp products must register with the Texas Department of State Health Services. Previously, Texas veterinarians were cautioned about even talking with clients about CBD, but now it is okay for veterinarians to discuss CBD with clients, but must make it clear that CBD is not approved by the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, for animals, and vets cannot prescribe CBD for a specific medical condition. The FDA is concerned about labeling of the products, containing labels that indicate the products are effective for treatment of a specific medical condition. It is unlikely products with THC less than 0.3% will cause a high in animals or humans, and side effects including dry mouth, drowsiness, increased thirst, and lower blood pressure. The concern with many of these CBD products is that 70% of these products were over or under labeled and four of 29 products tested in one study contained heavy metals, which is a serious issue for toxicity. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission has approved changes to largemouth bass regulations for several lakes. Jessica Domold has more in today's wildlife report. In addition to modifications and clarifications to fishing regulations on community fishing lakes, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission also recently approved changes to regulations on several other water bodies across the state. For example, the commission approved modifications to largemouth bass regulations for Lake Nasworthy in Tom Green County. Michael Tennant, Regulations and Policy Coordinator for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, explained those modifications to the commission. The largemouth bass population has a long history of slow growth, poor size structure, and body condition. In 2015, a 14 to 18 inch slot length limit was adopted intending to improve size structure and body condition. Over the past seven years, krill data shown low harvest and fisheries management survey data show no changes in bass abundance, condition, or growth. Harvest of largemouth bass under the slot length limit is needed to restructure the population. Also, bass tournament anglers have increasingly voiced displeasure with the slot length limit, and angler opinion survey data show most anglers prefer a return to statewide regulations. The proposed rule change would return to statewide standards as special exceptions are no longer needed, which would consist of the same daily bag limit and a 14-inch minimum length limit. Again, that was for Lake Nasworthy near San Angelo. 
The commission also approved a largemouth bass catch and release regulation for Lake Forest Park in Denton County. The commission also approved regulation changes that affect Dixieland Lake in Cameron County, Bellwood and Smith County, Tankersley in Titus County, Lake Conroe, OHIV, and Choke Canyon Reservoir. We'll have more on those on our next show. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. It's time to check the markets. Jessica will be right back to take a look at all of Friday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, call 833-TX-HEALTH or visit 833-TXHEALTH.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle complex traded higher on Friday, encouraged by higher cash trade toward the end of the week. Analyst day trade was also supported by a calming of traders' worries about the banking sector. April live cattle up 80 cents to 168.35. June live cattle up $1.12 to 162.12. August live cattle up $1.07 to 161.42. April feeder cattle up 92 cents to $200.82. May feeder cattle up 80 cents to 205.25. August feeder cattle up $1.27 to 221.97. Box beef was higher Friday. Choice up $2.45 to $2.8165. Select up $1.38 to $269.84. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. My friend Carl Herman and family have a sale every Wednesday there in Caldwell at Caldwell Livestock Commission Company. Carl, how did this week's sale turn out? You know, we had a good sale yesterday. had over 500 head for 117 consigners and 44 buyers on a, a steady cow market and a higher calf market. Uh, we had over 100 uh, cows and bulls yesterday. Slaughter cows, 40 to 108. Slaughter bulls, 81 to 118. Stalker cows, 875 to 1,400. And pairs, 950 to 1350. On the calf side, on the steers, two to three weight steers brought 240 to 272. Three to four weights, 222 to 275. Four to five weight steers brought 224 to 260. The five and six weights, 206 to 237. Six to seven weights, 183 to 222. And the seven to eight weight steers, 171 to 184. On the heifer side, two to three weights, $2 to 240, three to four weights, 204 to 242, four to five weights, 205 to 227, five to six weight heifers, 183 to 205, six to seven weights, 160 to 177, and the seven to eight weight heifers, 135 to 150. Overall, really got a lot of good cattle, uh, uh, good crowd on hand, active buyers. It was, it was good yesterday. Good. Well, tell everybody how to get involved to be good again next Wednesday. 
Yes, sir. Uh, give me a call at 979-820-5349. Call the barn, 567-4119. If you're in the Giddings and surrounding area, call Max Ebner at 540-8676. Carl, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Larry. And neighbor, thanks to you for listening to Walk in the Pens and me, Larry Marble, here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network as a part of Texas Ag Today. All right. Thank you, Larry. April lean hogs down a dollar twenty to seventy five twenty five. May lean hogs down twelve cents to eighty four sixty two. Blanc cheese fell seven and a half cents to a dollar eighty five Friday. Barrel cheese fell six point seven five cents to a dollar eighty. Dry whey was up three quarters of a cent to forty four seventy five. March class three milk down two cents to eighteen oh five a hundred weight. April class three milk down forty one cents to nineteen oh five. Cotton was lower Friday after USDA released its planting intentions report. USDA forecasts U.S. farmers to plant 11.3 million acres of cotton this year. That's an 18% decline from the 11.8 million acres planted last year. May cotton down 72 points to 82.78. July cotton down 77 points to 83.10. December cotton down 46 points to 83.42. May corn up 11 to 660 and a half Friday. July corn up 8 and 3 quarters to 636 even. September corn up a half to 577 and a quarter. USDA forecasts that U.S. farmers will plant 92 million acres of corn in 2023. That is up 4% or 3.42 million acres from last year. May hard red wheat up six and a quarter to eight seventy seven and three quarters. July hard red wheat up three and three quarters to eight sixty one and three quarters. Farmers are expected to plant about forty nine point nine million acres of all types of wheat, up nine percent. May soybeans up thirty one to fifteen oh five and a half. November soybeans up sixteen and a quarter to thirteen nineteen and three quarters. U.S. farmers are expected to plant about 87.5 million acres of soybeans this year. That's up slightly from last year. May natural gas up 9 cents to 219. June natural gas up 8 cents to 244. May crude oil up $1.06 to 75.43. June crude oil up $1.08 to 75.57 a barrel. The Dow up 309 points to 33,168 Friday. The S&P 500 up 43 points to 4,094, and the NASDAQ up 172 points to 12,186. Well, that wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.